What's the Zellas? Welcome to Long Days. What a time on the planet we have. Elliot Page has no tits. Also lost her name, but still has the puss puss. Rachel Maddow is scared. She's scared. I mean, what if? What if she gets it wrong and yells at somebody without a mask who happens to actually be an ally? Easy. Just look at the short hair, and if they smell like spilt beer and wet dogs or have purple hair, just assume they're vaccinated. Problem solved. John Cena. Work the balls. Kiss the asshole of China. Very nice. Uh, we have a mass shooting in San Jose, California. Eight people are dead, and it's 91 degrees. That's like a weather report at this point. Um, Epstein definitely, definitely killed himself while guards were on duty, and we still don't know what happened. AOC is a Vietnam War veteran and deserves benefits at the VA hospital. Um, what else is going on? I'm sick of Dave Chappelle's black and white photos with his crew on everyone's fucking Instagram. We get it. You're dramatic. There's cigarette smoke in your pictures. You're doing long-winded fucking speeches that sound like you're Frederick Douglass or you're some fucking poet like T.S. Eliot. Get back to the jokes and put your fucking Instagram photos in color because you're starting to annoy me. You got $400 million. Go fuck yourself. Where's your Juliet? to be in black and white okay donnell rawlings i mean every time i go to one of his crew's page all the fucking tour photos have to be in fucking noir it's like i'm watching a german film it's like Chappelle, please just go color guy you're a legend you're you're not in the 50s we have 4k right now okay let me see those let me see those nicotine stains under those eyes Okay, stop with the fucking black and white. I just, I've been dealing with it all pandemic and I've just fucking had enough of it. Him, Rock, Kevin Hart, they're all on the stage and then Donnell's trying to peek his head up over him but he's too short and he's in the back. We get it. Michelle Wolf, you guys are all there. Just put it in color. We don't gotta fucking have a group photo every time. You guys are comics. We get it. (laughs) Anyway. What a time. I just, uh, I just got back. I did a three-hour FaceTime with John Stamos. Feels like we're getting to know each other. You know? It was a lot of fun. And um, this is going to build some anticipation. What we're going to do is we're going to go to Los Angeles. And I'm going to dust off the wig. I'm going to dust off the Maurice wig. And Maurice is going to interview John Stamos as per John Stamos's request. So, John Stamos wants to play what you call comment roulette with his career. (laughs) And I am willing to facilitate. So, that's what we will do. Uh, Huh? We've only FaceTimed. It's only been kind of a FaceTime thing. Um, We were supposed to meet up for lunch, but, you know, he did the whole L.A. thing 
um, where he was like, yeah, yeah, I can't, you know, I got in-laws coming in, you know, there's Jews on the windows, whatever, you know, he, you know, an airplane just fell into my backyard, uh, you know, I've got to save a couple children who, you know, my adopted kids from Darfur trapped in the toilet. LA, they just make excuse, oh, uh, you know, yeah, I, there's a smoothie that got caught in my daughter's face, I got to get it out. Um, oh, Rachel Maddow is coming over and she's upside down in the basement and uh, I, I don't know what to tell you, Tom Cruise fucking flew a helicopter into my face. So I can't make it right now. But we did FaceTime for a while. And me and Ch John Stamos are hitting it off. He watches the show. So, Yasu, Yanni. How funny is that? There's a lot of, like... Tim Dillon told me he went to lunch with the Winkle Boss twins. Those two tall wasps who got fucked out of Facebook. Yeah. He went, like, they listen to his show. I mean... That's the thing. Chris Rock, I think he was on, what was it? The Golden Globes, the Oscars, the Grammys. Some fucking award show that nobody knew happened and nobody cares about. Somebody told me the MTV Movie Awards still happened. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what? The MTV Movie Awards? Were they hosted by, who was that old guy? Kurt Loger? Who was he? The guy who hung around too long? What was his name? Kurt Warner? Kurt Loger? You know what I'm talking about? He was like, ah, today in news, uh, somebody who's too young, who I shouldn't be telling news about, uh, checked into rehab, and her album's coming out next year, and I'm Kurt Lorger. Kurt Luger. What was his name? Kurt Lauder. What do you think he's doing? Besides getting uh, applesauce shoved in his face in an old folks' home. He, he's the only dude that went from, went from MTV straight into a retirement home. <laughs> He didn't even get to enjoy like, hey, man, I used to work at MTV. Um, and not only did he go in straight from MTV into retire home, MTV became totally irrelevant, right? So like nobody even, I couldn't even remember his name. And he was like a famous guy when I was Drew's age. You know what I mean? Like, could you remember Kurt Lorder? And how about the guy, Max Pinhead? What do you think? Max Pinhead is definitely fucking handing out a buzzer of Panera Bread. I mean, Max Pinhead has to have a part-time job as an Uber driver somewhere. Where's Max Pinhead? <laughs> he pulled, like, pulled up fucking... Yeah, that's the wrong Pinhead. Um, yeah, Michael Pinfeld, whatever his name is. Yeah. So, um, so we didn't meet up. We didn't meet up, but we, we've been having a good time talking. And he's a great guy. I mean, Johnny is a great guy. And it's just a very funny thing that me and him becoming friendly because everyone says I look like him if he got hit in the face with a meat cleaver. You know the deal. My nickname is Special Needs Stamos. So Does he know that? He knows that. He knows that I'm, I'm the iPhone 2.0 and he's the iPhone 11. He knows. He, I'm not even the 10 and he's the 11. Like, he's the 11 and I'm the 2. So, like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the Apple with the, I'm the laptop Apple and he's the iPhone. He gets it. The only advantage I have over him is, um, that, uh, you know, um, I have a feeling that there's, I was just searching for something I have over him and there's not one fucking thing. That just is going to happen in life, guys. Not everyone's born equal, okay? John Stamos has those, like, just perfect. He's also, like, a very talented drummer who goes on tour with the Beach Boys and drums. And then on top of that, he takes special needs kids and pulls them up on stage and sings Beach Boys songs to them. So, I mean, not only is the guy a great guy, uh, he's a handsome guy. He's actually a funny guy. He's got comedic timing. And look at his wife. Yeah. Johnny, baby, 
You got nothing to complain about. In fact, you know what you should do, dog? Johnny, he, this is how good a dude he is. From my, uh, this is what I sense from how good he did. I think when he shows up to heaven, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, I'm. Is there somebody else? I'd be like, be like, come on, like I just, I just came from heaven. Like I was, I'm John Stamos. So it's like where I, my life was kind of like, I was like, I'm. He might even be bored of it and be like, more bliss. I can't do this. Just send me to hell so I can try something different. I want to struggle a little bit. Uh, why don't we put Jesse Scaturo through? He's got a receding hairline and a mullet. That'll work. <laughs> why don't we put Giannis Pappas through? He's got one eyeball. He looks like a Greek myth, Cyclops. Why don't we put Drew through? Uh, his air conditioning unit doesn't work in his truck. And he's graduating from New Jersey State University. Which, I mean, you might as well just have a... You, you could have... That could be a degree from DeVry. What is it, Montclair? So me and John Stamos have been talking and we're going to do that for sure. I had a good time in Los Angeles and then I was, I was in Austin. I was in Austin, which um, they just voted in Austin to get rid of all the 10 cities, which is a shame because there was so many of them. I started to see them pop up on Zillow because it's getting so pricey in Austin. I was actually looking at a couple of tents to Airbnb before the tech boom goes into full swing. I mean, those were going to be affordable housing. What are they going to do for affordable housing now? So they've voted uh, 56% to get rid of the 10 cities, to ban tents. Now, when I say there was 10 cities, we never seen anything like that in New York because the, the thing about the East Coast that kind of balances out homelessness is uh, winter. Um, they just freeze or they go underground. Or I don't know what happens. They, they come to San Diego or they go live in Venice or whatever. But when you go to any city with good weather, it's like half the population has homes and half the population doesn't. Now, the population in Austin, um, the people just voted. Very liberal city, Austin. So it was only like 53% this referendum passed where they're going to get rid of the homeless people. Um, so in response to that, the homeless people have just been taking bricks and throwing them through people's car windows. So it's what you call a quid pro quo. You know, no tense, but, you know, you are missing a window. And have a, you, you might have a little shard of glass on the baby seat. So that's the trade-off, which is cool that uh, Austin has so many homeless people because I think Joe Rogan, that's part of Joe Rogan's plan, is he's going to move there and he's going to create like a zombie army. He's going to get all those fucking all those homeless people into jujitsu and just create a fucking homeless army to just attack anyone who tries to come to Texas. So it's a good move. It's a smart move. I support it 100%. So it was a good time. Um, and I had an interesting thing happen to me today before we get into what's going on all over the world, which is what you guys tune in for, you know, this uh, objective news that I give you. I had a very interesting thing happen to me where I ordered sushi. I ordered sushi. Here's the thing when you, when you use Grubhub or Seamless or any of these apps. They leave the sushi at your door and then they just tap out. They don't work for the restaurant. So if something goes wrong with your sushi order, you call the restaurant. They're like, we don't control that. You call the driver. He doesn't respond. He treats you like an ex-girl who's fucking somebody else. He just leaves you unread, like you don't exist. After clearly he said, your food is on the front door. 
And then you're like, hey, man, my food's not on the front door. I think you sent it to the wrong house. You just get no response until you order the second meal and he brings the second meal to your doorstep. And you're like, hey, man, how come you're not responding to my texts? And he's like, I'm not in love with you anymore, man. Okay, that's over. That delivery is over. Move on. We're dealing with the present. Now I want to go see other people. I'm going to do more deliveries. Don't text me. And I'm like, I can't quit you. So what happened was this guy delivered $100 worth of sushi to the wrong house, okay? Now, partly it was my fault because I saw that I had put a different address in for some reason. For some reason, kind of. But I didn't put it in. It would like automatically did it, okay? But I temporarily forgot my address is what I'm saying because I saw the wrong address and for a second I thought it was my address. So I either have sleep apnea and I'm not getting enough oxygen to my head. I have early onset dementia or I just don't care about the details in life because I'm just so lazy and I was in the middle of a bath. Yes, I do sometimes bathe when I'm not even recording an episode. That's how I like to relax. So I noticed about an hour in that the sushi wasn't there. So then I checked. and I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh shit, it went to a different house. So then I got out of the bath I got dry. My wife's screaming at me because she wants a sushi. And a, a woman who's been tending to a baby all day, like when you order sushi, she gets extra excited. You can, especially since she's been having sushi cravings since she's been pregnant. She couldn't, you can't eat raw fish when you're pregnant. So then, um, like, you know, it's, you know how like, you know how like Charlie Sheen, like after he goes to rehab for like a year and then he does blow once and then he, it just goes off the rails because he misses blow. That's how my wife is with sushi right now. She wants to eat sushi every meal, every day because she couldn't have it for nine months. So she starts screaming at me. She called me a fucking loser. She's like, you're too fucking lazy and disorganized. And I'm like, I'm disorganized to pay for this whole fucking house. And she's like, I don't give a shit about you because she just doesn't give a shit about me anymore because now there's a baby there. So like, I'm like useless now. My dick is... You know what my dick is like? It's like a banana peel. <laughs> like the dick served its purpose. Like, you know, the fruit and the banana, you eat it and then you're just holding, you're just holding the banana peel. That's my dick. It served its purpose. To her, it has no use. So she just looks at me like a banana peel that's supposed to order sushi and make things happen. So what do I do? What do I do? I don't just roll over and go, you know what? We didn't get our sushi. I'm gonna take this yelling. I didn't yell back, okay? I just went like this, you're mean. And she just called me a loser again. So I went, you're mean. You're talking to me mean. I actually said I'm gonna tell her parents, which was funny. And she said, tell my parents, you fucking loser. Can't even figure out the right address for sushi. So I'm getting a talking to by my younger wife. And, um, and I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me go try to find the sushi to make. Because, you know, you just work for your wife. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's paying for what. You just work for your fucking wife. So I, get out, I go out there in flip-flops, right? And I'm, I'm walking around the neighborhood. Now, I, I live in a neighborhood where there's only a few people on the block. So I, I live in a type of neighborhood where if you see someone outside, you pick up a gun. It's one of those. Like, who's the, everyone? You get a gun. You answer the door with a gun. And you're like, who are you? What are you doing walking around? So I'm aware of that. And, one of, and then I realized the address I put in is of a cop's house who lives across the street. They have no fucking lights either that light up when you walk there, pitch black, and it's a cop's house, right? So I'm like, fuck, I hope I don't, a part of it, in my mind, you're going like, I hope he doesn't shoot me by accident because I'm like walking onto his property unannounced. 
right? If he opens the door, I'm just going to pretend to be the Amazon guy, right? He's going to be like, where's your uniform? And then I'm going to get shot, but at least I'll be able to maybe squiggle away. Um, it's just different out in the country. You know what I'm saying? That's just the truth. If I saw someone walking in front of my house, looking around with his iPhone, trying to read um, the addresses on mailboxes, I'm just shooting. I'm not asking questions. I'm just shooting. You just shoot first. It's just a true thing. Um, so I walk over to the house and I ring the bell. Okay, because obviously I don't see the sushi on the porch. So right away I'm going, shit. Whoever lives, you know, the person who lives here who is a cop and his wife, I know. I hope they don't watch this podcast. You're going to eat the sushi, right? That's the thing, okay? It's, it had been 45 minutes at this point. It's been 45 minutes since my app said it was delivered. I don't know why I continued to bathe for 40 minutes, except the fact that the temperature was just right and I was getting my groove back. It was just a good bath and I wasn't going to cut it short. So whatever. I figured I could go find the sushi when I got out there. So I see the sushi on the porch and I ring the bell. I should have just walked away so I wouldn't have had an awkward thing. The woman, the wife of the cop, opens the door, chewing. She's chewing. She's actually chewing. True story. She's like, she's chewing. There's like tuna hanging off her face and little pieces of caviar like hanging on her whiskers. She's in her 60s. All right, you just don't wax as much. The pandemic in 60s, you don't care as much. So there's a little, I see like one like piece of caviar just hanging off a whisker. And she's going, I'm, I'm going like, did you get, um, I'm sorry, um, I think my sushi was delivered to your house by any chance. And she goes, and this is what I knew, right? First of all, she was chewing. So it's like, what's the chance that she's having dinner at the moment that my sushi's there? Secondly, she goes, it's a thou doth protest too much, you know? She goes, no, I just, I made some chicken cutlet, uh, chicken, chicken, chicken cutlet, spaghetti. She was like, you know, French fries. Uh, there's broccoli there, a little spinach, uh, some leftovers. She started talking to me 10 minutes about her meal. I'm like, in my mind, I'm going like, this bitch is eating my sushi. And then I go, here's the best part. Then we have an awkward exchange where she keeps talking to me. She's like, yeah, I know your wife. Yeah, I met your wife, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going like, if this is the wrong, part of me is still holding out hope because my wife is so angry at me, I want to come home a hero holding the sushi. So party holds out hope. You know what I mean? It's like, it's probably that moment when you're kidnapped and the kidnap, you know the kidnapper's going to kill you, but there's that little party that's going like, yeah, maybe he's got a heart. You know, it's probably like, you know, that, just that moment where John Wayne Gacy is just biting into your nipple, right? And you're going like, maybe he'll be satisfied. Maybe all he wanted was a bite of my tit. And that's it. And he'll let me go. But you're, it's just hope. It's faith, right? It doesn't exist like Jesus. And so there was a hope in me going like, maybe I got the wrong house. So I said, I go, I say the address. I go, I think it was this address. She goes, this into this. She goes, Oh, that's next door. That's what's his name, blah, blah. She gives his name, right? So I go next door. Fucking, I ring the bell. I hear the TV. I see the lights on. Guy doesn't answer the door. So at this point, I'm going, this motherfucker is the one with the sushi. He's not answering because he's eating the sushi. And that's him, right? I had it wrong. Then this morning, I get my car with, you know, because it's like, it was dark out, so I can't see everyone's address. And you don't memorize people's address. You just, you know. So then I'm in my car this morning driving by, and I notice it's her fucking address. So not only did she lie to me about the sushi, she sent me to another guy's house to ask him about the sushi. And she lied to me about what his address is. So now when I see this woman, I just have to pretend like she didn't lie to me three times. Okay? 
you eating the sushi was bad enough. Then you fucking lied to me about what your address is, and you lied to me about everything else. So anyway, she ate the sushi. She ate $100 worth of sushi herself. I, Because I'm a, I'm a big kid. I order four rolls. So she must have just opened the door. She must have just saw on her ring camera um, some guy delivering the sushi. And she at first was scared, probably got her gun, went out, probably fired a warning shot in the air. That guy ran away. That's why he didn't answer my text. He's like, I'm not fucking answering this guy. They're shooting at me. And then she went out there. And for her, it was like, hmm, ah, you know? Now, question. Somebody just said, she's a champ. Comment roulette. Fuck, you're sexy when you're fired up. Thank you, local space cadet. <laughs> Somebody's saying bold. LOL. I say good for her. See, that's the thing. I would have, I wouldn't have eaten the sushi. Would you have eaten the sushi, Drew? In 45 Your minutes, brother would have fucking eaten the sushi for sure. 45 minutes. Your brother would have taken the sushi and resold it for double the no, price. My brother would have ate it in front of you when you were at the door. Right, he would have just ate it and been like, what are you going to do about it? Exactly. Would you have ate it? After We're on a, a podcast. Certain, you got to go after quick. After a certain time, like 45 minutes, then yeah. And yeah. then I would have said like, sorry, I ate it. I like it. See, so you would have told the truth. I would have been not paid though. I said, See, that's your problem. That's honest. I like that. So he gave it a time limit, 45 minutes. And then if someone asked him like, oh, I ate it. Yeah. That's an honest guy. Jesse, would you have ate it? Or would you, what would you have done if I came to the door? Would you have lied? You would have lied. Yeah. Just with a mouth full going like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you would have walked out with chopsticks like this. Yeah. Just going like this. I don't know what's going on. Like soy sauce packets. Oh, what, yeah. How funny would it have been if I was like, if she said, I, I just had chicken parm and spaghetti. And what if I was just like, how weird would I was like, do you mind if I take a look around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me your breath. You mind if I take a round, look around? On garbage night? Yeah. You go through the garbage. If I was just looking the, over her shoulder. Yeah. Right I was now. just kind of looking to see in the kitchen. And she just was trying to hide, you know, trying to go like, no, it's just, you know, meatballs. Or actually, I might have not answered the door at all. <laughs> That's actually how she went. Not, maybe. That's what the second guy did. Yeah. Would have eaten it at all? <sighs> I don't think I would have eaten somebody else's sushi because I, here's the reason why. I'm so paranoid. I would have been like, what's this sushi doing there? Who's this sushi? Is someone trying to convince me to eat this sushi? That would be a really great way to kill me. You know what I mean? Unabomber. Yeah, if there was just like a, po a rival podcast out there that's had enough of my shit, you know? They've heard me mention their name too many times or whatever. Like, who was I talking about at the beginning? What if Dave Chappelle just sent me sushi? Say, you know what, motherfucker? You know, you're tired of my black and white photos. And he just fucking put poison in sushi. And then the next thing you know, Drew's up here filling in. Going like, what's up, guys? I like soup. Soup's the thing that, you know, and just like talking like an autistic kid for 45 minutes. That would have been it. Okay, guys. Pandemic's over. Everyone's a little stressed out. You were even stressed out during the pandemic. Modern day life is stressful because things are way too easy and that gives us a lot of anxiety. What do I do? Like, again, everybody who sponsors my podcast, I use them. You know I'm an anxious kid. I like to spiral. I go down spirals where I overthink. I can't sleep. I hit that CBD, okay? You got to have a little CBD in your life to calm you down. It works. You got to go with my company, Sunday Scaries, okay? What you do, just to let you know off the bat, you go to sundayscaries.com and you use the promo code Giannis, Y-A-N-N-I-S. You see it right there. That's 25% off at sundayscaries.com. 
promo code my name Giannis. All right, and you get yourself some CBD. It's great for handling your anxiety. You're having trouble sleeping. Your boss is is hanging over your back. You hate him. You want to calm down. Uh, you're dealing with a cry, crying baby on the plane, and you want to throw it. Have some CBD. CBD calms you down, okay? You're nervous. You're anxious. You're like, oh, my God, what's that bump? Is that bump cancer? No. CBD will make that anxiety go away, okay? How about this? If you do have cancer and you take a CBD, you'll be a lot more chill about it if you hang out with Sunday Scaries. So go to sundayscaries.com. Get yourself some CBD. This is a kick-ass company uh, that was started by two stressed-as-fuck friends, and they were going to do something about it, cuz, and they did. And they founded this company, Sunday Scaries, and they give me my CBD, which I never go a day without, okay? There's no effects from CBD. It's like, it's just all medicinal, cuz. You just feel, you just feel nice and light, okay? And I'm 220 right now. So... Sunday scaries, okay? If you get those scaries uh, and you want to do away with your, with your anxiety, get your CBD products at sundayscaries.com. 25% off with the promo code Giannis. So it's maskless now. It's masked or vaxxed. Masked or vaxxed, right? That's what Joe Biden said. Um, I know this is going to be hard for a lot of you people. Hold on. This is, I don't know if you guys watched Rachel Maddow. This was, um, it was like her personal 9-11 speech. You remember when Jon Stewart uh, aired on 9-11 night? This was like Rachel Maddow's post 9-11 speech when it was announced that uh, you could walk outside without um, masks if you were vaccinated. She said, you know, this is going to be hard for some people. Um, because, you know, you're going to see people and, you know, you're not going to know, you're not going to instantly know that they are fucking idiots who work for the other side. They basically work for the Russians. If you see a guy without a vac, without a mask, before Biden said you could take your masks off, you're basically just staring right into the eyes of Vladimir Putin. Staring right at Vladimir Putin. You're staring right into Donald Trump Jr.'s eyes. Part of it is that I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see somebody out in the world who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat <laughs> or you are selfish or you are a COVID denier and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. I mean, we're going to have to rewire the way that we look at each other because the CDC's guidance, which she just told me, we are sure, is that if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask except in very specific circumstances. So you know what you got to do. You know what you got to do. You got to put them on notice. Um, You're going to want to call a social worker to come handle the situation and make them mask up. Mask up. Um, I actually saw an article in Vox, not Fox, Vox, which is the, goes the other way as Fox. And the article said, um, what to know about uh, fall, what was it, fall, COVID, COVID surge in fall. That was the headline. The, the upcoming surge of COVID in fall. You can find it. 
And I just, I, just looked, I just looked at the phone, right at the article, and I spoke right to Vox, and I said, Vox, just say to COVID, I can't quit you. Just say, COVID fear-mongering, I can't let go. I can't quit you. Comet Roulette, CCP, only people who are mask and vax. You're on fucking notice, bro. Thank you very much. Why are you wearing your mask right now? Uh, I'm not wearing a mask. Joe Biden wants us to wear a mask with a text on it saying, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> At this point, you know what I mean? At this point, everyone who's older and vulnerable has been vaxxed. And if you, if, you're, if you haven't been vaxxed, remember my rule. I think it's a good one. If you have not been vaxxed, especially if you're vulnerable, um, and you need to go to the hospital, I think the ambulance shows up and goes, um, how come you're not vaxxed? And they're, if they're like, eh, I spoke to Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she told me the Nazis were coming, and they were going to throw me in a concentration cramp after CrossFit practice. Then you go, you're going to have to recover at home. And then you walk out. You walk out. Okay? Because all vulnerable people are vaxxed. So that person could even walk around supposedly with COVID, coughing everywhere. You know, obviously that's not ideal, but that's the same thing with other sicknesses. People go out when they're sick, people get it. But we're vaccinated. We have major layer of protection. Like even if you get COVID after you vaccinated, supposedly it, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to get sick. The chances are almost zero that you're going to die from it, which is as good as it can get, guys. Okay? We can't achieve nobody dying. Okay, people are going to die. Okay, okay. So let's open open the country up at this point. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed for my city a little bit. Like when you go to Austin and shit like that and they're full capacity. I mean, it was a nice thing to see the Knicks game, you know, 15,000, you know? And the Cuomo book's coming out. So that's great. That's great. And, and Chris Cuomo admitted that he gave his brother advice on how to beat the scandal. Do you remember that? And he apologized. He apologized to CNN. Apology accepted, Ex Fredo. <laughs> you got to give him, you, you, I respect him for trying to step to that guy and saying that Fredo's like the N-word for Italians. <laughs> Fredo's like the N-word for Italians, except it's named after a fictional movie. And uh, it was played by an actor, and it was said by Al Pacino, and it doesn't exist. Yeah, so his, um, his book coming out, um, How to Survive Sexual Harassment Scandals and Kill Old People While Taking the Credit for Saving Them. <laughs> no, here's a, here's a good title for his book. Here's a good title. Ready, Jess? His, his book should be called do as I say, not as I do. Does that not encompass it? That would be perfect. And instead, it's called American Crisis. And of course, he's there with his hands crossed, you know, because he rose to the occasion and really reached out and grabbed some ass cheeks. <laughs> Look at him grabbing it right there. Yeah, there he goes. He's grabbing. So, um, Rachel Maddow, I know this is a difficult time for you. I know this is a difficult time for a lot of people in a lot of neighborhoods, in cities. Um, here's, here's the thing, guys. If you see someone with purple hair, blue hair, someone who's overweight, um, someone who you can't tell whether a girl or a boy, 
someone who appears to be female with hairy legs and they don't have a mask, you can assume they're vaccinated and they're an ally, okay? If you see someone wearing a shirt, okay, and that shirt says feminist with a middle finger on it and they don't have a mask, you can assume that they're vaccinated. If you see anyone walking in your neighborhood who is white, because I assume the neighborhood you live in is very expensive, and usually those neighborhoods, by eyesight, tend to be more white, and those neighborhoods tend to be more liberal, you can pretty much assume, okay, if they're getting into a Tesla and they're not wearing a mask, that they're vaccinated. You're not dealing with the enemy. You're not dealing with a foe. I know this was hard. I know Rachel Maddow was very concerned about a lot of you having to adapt, okay? Because it's gonna be very jarring to see people without a mask because your first instinct is gonna go, you fucking Russian, you fucking concern, you fucking Trump moron. Put your fucking mask on. Do you not care about people? Do you not care about people, sir? Um, but you don't have to do that unless you see somebody wearing a bathing suit, no shirt, Tampa tattoo, and flip-flops. Or if you see a guy with a sleeveless shirt, okay, Derek Jeter jersey, Yankee hat, a little bit of a gut, holding a Budweiser, and smoking a cigarette, Okay then you could assume that that guy never wore a mask. Ask him how he pronounces mask. And if he goes, I don't wear no mask, just know that he may not be vaccinated. But he's probably going to die soon of sudden cardiac arrest because he's got sleep apnea, not from birth, from just the amount that he drinks. And he's going to have a heart attack from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., which is when heart attacks usually happen for people who have sleep apnea. So you don't have to worry. John Cena is starring in a movie. What is it? Fast and the Furious 72? Yeah. I don't even think we should call it Hollywood anymore. I think we should just call it the factory, the Fast and the Furious factory. You know, uh, you know Tesla has a Tesla factory. Why don't we just call Hollywood Fast and the Furious factory? Because that's the only movie that they make that makes money. I mean, it's Fast and the Furious. What movie was it? I'm sure there's cars and explosions and The Rock is in it at some point. Fast and Furious. It's, it's Fast and Furious. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, right. I, was, I didn't even know because I didn't read the article because I don't read anything that John Cena's in. Like, I don't affiliate John Cena with reading, okay? I don't, just like, there's, there's no books or words affiliated with John Cena when he walks into his fucking jean shorts to his own rap song. I'm not into it, okay? I'm a Jimmy Superfly snooker when wrestlers were wrestlers and they had a murder charge that nobody knew about. And we looked the other way because the guy could fucking fly off the top ring, okay? I'm, I, that's my day where all the guys had tiny little pieces because they did steroids and they dropped dead at 42, either from a cage match or because their heart exploded because they were on so much fucking juice or they had a murder charge. I mean, Randy Savage is dead. I think he died at 17. You know how many guys are dead? The Hart brothers. I mean, they blew. didn't one wrestler blow his family away and then blew his brains out? Those are my wrestlers. These guys had a little grit to them. You know what I'm saying? Not these new guys who are going, you smell what the rock is cooking and then he puts his eyebrow and then he's in a movie with Charlie's Theron. That's not my era. My era is Big John Stud. You know where Big John Stud is right now? Outside doing meth. 
with Rick Rude. Those are my guys. The only guy that made it out of my era of watching wrestling is Diamond Day Page, and he started a yoga class. Rick Flair. Rick Flair's dead. Rick Flair. <laughs> Rick Flair has the same anatomic heart that is keeping uh, Dick Cheney alive. Going, yeah, Big John Stud. Where's Big John Stud? He's on meth. Andre the Giant dead. Hulk Hogan. His I think Hulk Hogan's wife left him for their son's friend. Okay, and Hulk Hogan made... Hulk Hogan's got a decent piece, though, which you would expect from a six-foot-six kid from Florida. Yeah. Made a second. Now, John Cena, this is not my era. This is your era, Drew, of these quaff, like, movie star wrestlers. You know what I'm talking about, Jesse? We had, like, uh, Dusty Rhodes. The guy couldn't stay away from a fucking barbecue. We had Rowdy Rowdy Piper, who just looked like a, a normal guy. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake Roberts, who smoked crack. <laughs> The only one who made it out is Diamond Day Page. And I don't even remember his name. Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, Triple D, right? And he started a yoga class that tries to help Rick Rude because Rick Rude got on pills. They got paid nothing. Those were ball players. That was like when Duke Schneider just lived in your upstairs basement apartment. You know, when baseball players got paid nothing. That was our era. It was called WWF. And, uh, you know, that was when the McMahon family was behind the scenes just stealing everyone's money. Just getting paid a lot. They was you'd, you'd wake up on Sunday morning and you'd watch wrestling, and there it would all be bad matches. It would be like uh, some guy named uh, Ted Ted Stevenson fighting against the Junkyard Dog. So you knew the Junkyard Dog was going to die. I mean, the Junkyard Dog now, I mean, definitely in prison, right? I mean, junk, Junkyard Dog didn't start a business. These guys all. Tables, ladders, and chairs, baby. Exactly. Wolfpack, NWL. Come on, hit me. I'm looking down. It is comment roulette where I look down and whatever I read, I see. My baby can only fall asleep listening to this pod. Very nice. Uh, living in a, a one-bedroom walk-up. Exactly. He died in a car accident. So Junkyard Dog's dead. So John Cena, uh, one of the, now he's a movie star too. He started in the Amy Schumer movie and now look at him now. He's a fucking action hero. Um, supposedly he made a big, uh, no, no, <laughs> John Cena, uh, sorry, John Cena, um, so he referred to Taiwan as a country, which if you know your geopolitics, that is what you call a no-no, because China, China wants Taiwan. I think they've kind of de facto taken it. We've, we've covered that. If you guys... Don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's expected. Um, so he accidentally referred to Taiwan as its own country, which a lot of Taiwanese people do see themselves as their own country, but China doesn't see it that way. So John Cena then proceeded to make uh, what you call a video of him kissing the dick. It's called a kissing the dick. Work the balls nice, kiss the tip, you know, circle the asshole a few times, just really work that dick where he apologized in Chinese to the Chinese people. Um, and John Cena doesn't speak Chinese. Uh, 
the studio must have gone, listen to me, you fucking pituitary case, you steroid fucking meathead from Jacksonville, Florida, okay? The only reason you're a star is because Vince McMahon fucking, you know, was able to finger pop your wife or whatever he likes to do to make people sign the contract. Listen to me, you fucking meathead from Jacksonville. You just insulted our, our entire fucking audience. We're not making this movie for Americans anymore. They can't afford to go to the movies, okay? They're robbing each other in the street and shooting each other. There's no food. They don't even have real money. They're investing in Monopoly money right now. The only people who go to the movies are Asian. So you can't make that fucking mistake. You understand, you fucking budget Hulk Hogan nobody with your fucking Gap jean shorts and your high... Nobody cares, you... I mean, his isn't his 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 persona is just a cultural appropriator. He's why strong. Yeah. Nobody cares. So here's the deal. I want you to learn Chinese in two days, or we're gonna shoot your wife in the head, the one that Vince McMahon finger popped, and we're gonna kill your entire family, all your cousins, and we're gonna take out all of Jacksonville, and you will never work again. And he went, Oregay. I keep confusing Japanese and Chinese. Yeah. I apologize. I apologize. Hold on. Let me learn Chinese and apologize. Oh, so how do you know that? No, I Do you see him talking? Now I, ha I, now I need to learn Mandarin, and I need to issue an apology for mixing up Japanese and Chinese. I apologize because I know this podcast sells very well over there. So. <laughs> If you didn't think for one second that CCP China is in control of us, then you, first of all, you didn't watch the last episode of Yanni Long Days before Surge, where I told you that they are the sugar daddy and we're the hoe. This is a good example of an American movie star. Why is he apologizing? Why? Is it because John Cena is just a sensitive guy who feels like he really made a big mistake? <laughs> it's the same reason why all the NBA players backtracked real quick. Remember that GM for Houston was like, you know what? They're like, they're cutting Muslims' heads off or whatever they're doing over there. They're 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 disappearing these these Ugars. And David Stern was like, uh, yeah, can I talk, please? Hello, Houston. We have a problem. Yeah, um, tell your general manager. That, yeah, Bubby, Bubby, no. What's his name? Tell him to shut his fucking mouth or else I'm going to come over there and put the condition in it. I'll, I'll, put them, I'll put them away for good. I'll put them away for good. That is, we don't talk about China. Okay, Bubby, we got business over there. It's a lot of money. Good night. Now I want to apologize to the, is the Jewish community. Uh, Jerusalem, Israel. So I apologize to you as well. Um, Elliot Page, handsome, but needs a sandwich. <laughs> Do you think this is something that her publicist saw the photo and was like, I think we should have waited for her to put on a little weight? Elliot, Elliot, 
I sent my Elliot to the world. I guess I will. I love your Arab bits. Thank you. Unnoticed. Appreciate you. Good looking kid. I appreciate you. Your your old dude cold cuts are bad for you. Um, thank you. Mazel, bro. You're officially a man now. <laughs> Somebody who knows that I did the beginning of a bar mitzvah. Because that's, you know, I had so many Jewish friends. I knew I knew that part. Did you get bar mitzvahed? You did? Of course. Listen, here's the thing. No matter how unobservant a Jewish kid is, yeah, when 15 rolls around, he's like, wait a second. So how much do I get? Yeah. Okay, let me learn. Torah, Baruch HaTanach, and Amalek. So you tell me I got to fucking learn this thing in one hour and I make 15 Gs? Yeah. I tell you, I tried to get a bar mitzvah when I was 15. You know? I have a circumcised dick. How else do they recognize if you're Jewish? There's no other real way to prove I'm not Jewish except by looking and see if I'm caught. And I'm caught. Are you cut? Of course. Of course. Catholic. They cut Catholics? Yeah. Yeah, that's what the priests prefer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they made that decision a long time ago. They're like, oh. <laughs> it's not as aesthetically pleasing, right? Pontius? Pontius? Doesn't like, um, don't, what do they call that? Totally forgot. So be in my mind. Uh, like the priests for Jewish people. Oh, uh, the rabbis. The rabbis, don't they like? Do something about with the circumcision, like, not like yeah, they use their mouth, but that's yeah. um, but that's the correct way. <laughs> yeah, it's not all rabbis, right? I think it's like the Orthodox Jews. They do it the correct way, yeah, with the with their mouth. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, they use their mouth to uh, suck it off or cut it off, right? Uh, is that true? The moils, I mean, maybe some of the ultra orthodox, the ultra ultra, ultra yeah. orthodox, the ones that w are wearing wool today in ninety one. Yeah. I, I bet you they sweat less because they're just used to it. They look at us in shorts going, oh, it's hot, and they probably just go pussies, you know? I mean, they don't know. Dude, they dress like they're still in Poland in the 13th century, so they, yeah. they give a shit less. They could give a shit less about the fucking weather. They don't even know what century it is. Um, <laughs> so uh, the lab leak um, hypothesis is catching, catching some heat. So this was, if you uttered this a couple of years ago, you were uh, a Russian spy and you were, you were spreading disinformation. Now this shows you why it's so dangerous to ban disinformation. And for that, who's, who's the arbiter of that? I do agree that disinformation is very harmful. There needs to be some way to credit. My, the, my opinion is, I need to be able to tell the difference between a real journalist and a fake one. Just because you post something or some gazette bought it doesn't mean you're an accredited journalist. Like, why are you, just because you wrote something? Like, you know, in comedy, like, you have to, there's like, you get passed and like other comedians know you're funny and you have some experience under your belt. Every field, and journalists used to be the same way. They had to graduate from journalism school. Then they were accredited. They, had, they were hired by an organization. Now you have all these independent guys just running around you know, sitting on their fucking bed, Googling shit, writing an article based on some podcast they fucking listened to, and they Googled a few things. That's their research. And uh, so there has to be some sort of way to tell the difference between that fucking guy and somebody who's like out in the field getting the real story, who's being held accountable by the organization they work from because they have some sort of standard. That's the way you do it if you're asking my opinion. Okay? That is my opinion. So I understand disinformation is dangerous but i also understand that it's equally as dangerous to to um to censor or to uh subdue 
or to what's the word I'm looking for? Submerge. You know what I'm talking about. Do away with um, what is considered misinf- misinformation or disinformation. Because here's a story here that it kind of changed. Things kind of changed a little bit, okay? This, uh, this story went through uh, a, a transition, if you will. This, this story is trans. It went from false and then it changed its truth value to probably true. So uh, if you haven't heard it, there was some good American intelligence that suggested that a few lab workers, um, you know, what, around November, December, something like that, right before the pandemic hit, got uh, very ill, mysteriously very ill. Here's the situation, okay? There is a lab in Wuhan where they fuck with viruses. The virus emerged a stone's throw away from that lab. Um, If it didn't leak from the lab, that would be conspiracy. You'd go, wait, what? A bat ate a penguin? And then Bill Gates' asshole opened up. It went in there, mixed into the stew of that. He got a divorce and then COVID. That would be a conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? That would be like, that would be like you stealing my car. Me seeing my car in your driveway. And me going, hey man, you stole my car. And you going, I did not steal your car. And you're going, so then why the fuck's it in your driveway? And you're going, because I ate a bat. I ate a bat. And can we, can we label what you just said as disinformation? And that's it. That's the end of the story. So now that the, now actually Fauci's even saying, hey, we got to look into this. Biden's saying he wants to launch an investigation, put a, it wants to make a top priority to find out the origin of this um, virus. I think it's pretty clear it came, I mean, common sense and street smarts, you're, like I just said, you're going like, that would be a huge coincidence that would be a huge coincidence if it didn't come from the lab. So then it becomes, was it intentional or not intentional? That's a more difficult question. Of course, that question will never be it was intentional, even if it was, and we find out through intelligence that it was, because, because, I will say this in Chinese. I'm sorry for even suggesting such a thing. Because we are their bitch. And that's the end of that story. Such a thing could never even be suggested at this point. Um, We're so intertwined with China and they run our shit. And I just asked John Cena. (laughs) That's what it is, man. You get into the business. You get into the business. You want to wrestle. Your dream comes true. You know, and then you just don't know. You don't know when to just... To feel blessed. And then the offer comes, Fast and Furious. Yeah, I want to be in Fast and Furious. Are you fucking kidding me? Is Ludacris in this one? Yeah. I'm going to play Paul Walker's ghost? Yeah. (laughs) And then the next thing you know, you're just learning Chinese to apologize to the Chinese government. It happens that quick. It happens that quick. So 
So uh, UFOs are also uh, have been confirmed. I think it's absolutely hilarious that we live during such a coddled and spoiled time. The amenities of modernity have made us such narcissists that who would have thought that the government would finally admit that uh, UFOs are an absolute real thing and it would be on 60 Minutes, which is probably the only legit news program left. And one of the Navy pilots would admit that he would see them almost every day. And the people of this country would go like this. Eh, okay, so are we doing Grubhub or Seamless? Nobody fucking cares, dog. I mean, we should right now be preparing how we're going to defend ourselves against these creatures who are going to come and take over our planet. But maybe the reason we're not upset is because we know that they're not. Because if you were an alien, would you be interested in this pile of shit? You, you know what I'm saying? That would, be like, that would be like me craving a 99 cent slice of pizza. That's like, we're like dollar pizza in the universe. I bet you there's fucking DeFaro's and Lucali out there. And they got Papa John's, which when you're, you know... When you're in your 20s and at college, you throw a little mayonnaise or ranch on and you deal with it and you think it's good. But it's better to step up from dollar pizza. But yeah, I mean, there's plenty of footage. The government has admitted that UFOs are real. They cannot explain these objects in the sky, the way they move. They, are, they certainly say they exist and they did move this way and we have no explanation for it. And my favorite is they're going like, either it's an enemy craft that we need to be concerned about or it's something we can't uh, identify. And you're going like, okay, here's the deal. We know it's not an enemy craft because if that was an enemy craft, we'd all be speaking Russian right now. It would just be a wrap. They wouldn't just fucking use that, use that technology to just have Navy pilots see them. So we know it's otherworldly. We know it's a UFO. The question is, what are they doing? And here's the thing. We have to explain all theories. We have to explore all theories and possibilities. Now, I've done some deductive reasoning and I've figured out what they're doing. Okay? What are they doing? Well, let's examine. They hover around, they hover around, and then they bounce. What are they doing? Obviously, they're jerking off to us. They're jerking off to us, and then once they bust a nut, they leave. They're no longer interested. Makes sense. Yeah. Where are their porn? What do you do when you're done with your porn? Do you sit there and watch the rest of the fucking movie? Do you sit there to see the next scene? No. You close your laptop or you clear your internet history on your phone, right? God forbid you forget that. Um, so you clear your internet history and then you feel shameful for a second or two, right? You kind of waddle. You kind of, you waddle up and hold, you, you know, if you came on your belly, you kind of just... Waddle over, get yourself a napkin, clean yourself up like the fucking piece of shit that you are. And then you go get a, a cup of water or uh, you start watching some more wholesome programming. Like, let me see what's going on in Sports Center, or let me check in on, uh, I haven't finished Money Heist yet. And it's completely erased from your memory what you just did. We pull a Men in Black so quick, we just it erase it because it's such a shameful visual of us just sitting there, fucking feet together. <laughs> that as soon as you're done, you pretend like it didn't happen. So that's exactly what the UFOs are doing, right? They come, 
they, they not, and then they just bounce. You know, they're just gone. What other explanation is plausible? There is none. I'm just using what you call deductive reasoning to figure out what's going on. Uh, Eric says, I jerk off to aliens, so it's mutual. <laughs> uh, Jacob Saggart says, false flag alien invasion coming up because he's yes. Okay, so here we go. It's just not going to stop with some of these people. Yeah. I mean, the government admits, uh, admits that they're aliens, and this guy's going, well, you know what? You know what they're doing? They're planning for a false flag operation, and that's the way they steal all the children to put them into the adrenochrome machines. What are these adrenochrome machines? Well, I don't know if you've ever been to 7-Eleven, brother. <laughs> you ever see those Slurpee machines? Well, what they do is they... They use a similar type of device where they hook the child up to the sleeping machine. And what they do is they show the child Friday the 13th movies to get his adrenaline grown. And then they suck the blood out and all the hormones are released, brother. And then Tom Hanks comes in and has his lunch. <laughs> you know... You know what's so funny about that is because people have been wanting the government to admit that there's UFOs for so long. So they've been going, we know you're hiding something. We know you're lying. And then the government's going, yes, we've been lying. We've been hiding it. And this kid goes, you know what? Here's another conspiracy. The reason why they're inventing aliens is because they're going to do a false flag operation. Because let me tell you something. If the government can pull off a false flag simulated animated 3D UFO invasion, then they deserve to subjugate us. If I look at the sky and I believe that it's an alien invasion and that's not really there, it's just a hologram and Tupac is leading the invasion, well then, take my free will. But you got to respect Americans in their spirit too. Like, because this guy's, you know, this guy's not that bright. You know, like most of Americans, we just have a, we have a public school system where they serve fucking you know, bologna sandwiches and Snickers bars and people go in there coked up. You know, when you're a kid, you're having a Snickers bar that's like giving a fucking kid a line of cocaine and telling him to go learn math. It's like, here's a slice of pizza filled with sugar in the dough. Here's a Snickers bar and then you can wash that down with some Skittles. And then they're going, now we want you to calm down and listen to math. And they're sitting there going, of course we're fucking stupid. This kid's obviously not that fucking bright, but you got to respect his American spirit that he's going like, I'll rebel against anything, brother. Freedom or death. Fucking aliens, Joe Biden, Kamala, whatever comes on my property, I'm fucking shooting it, brother. That includes any communist fucking winds that blow. I'll take you out, brother. I'll take you out. If I'm walking that way and the wind's blowing this way, impeding my freedom to walk forward, I will put a bullet in that wind's ass, brother. A bullet that's painted red, white, and blue. This guy just goes, this is my favorite guy right here. He goes, we're all just dumb, bro. Fucking do something about it. <laughs> That's a guy I'd like to hang out with because he's fun. I mean, he's a stupid guy. He's a guy you could convince to jump off a roof to see if he bounces. Be like, yo, cuz, you had a couple beers. From what I understand, the government's just been lying to us, telling us if you jump off a roof, you don't bounce. But uh, that's just a Fauci lie. Why don't you jump? I bet you bounce up at least three floors. And he's going to fucking hold my beer. Fucking crazy Jets. Fucking Jets lost anyway. Let me try something else. And he fucking just goes, do something about it. <laughs> Yanni, love on the subway and can't hear, but still want to say hi. There's someone watching from the subway. 
So we have a very local fan base. Somebody right now is just sitting on an F train watching and not hearing. So how about this? Fuck you. Um, someone wants me to talk about Palestine. Is that what you want? You want Giannis Pappas to weigh in? Is that what we need? By the way, a ceasefire. So why do I need to weigh in on it? There was a ceasefire, guys. And Israel and Palestine has finally found peace. It's over. It's over. Thank God. It's over. Finally, the war and the tension in the Middle East is over. Praise Allah. Praise Yahweh. We found a solution. The violence is over. I knew it could happen one day. And it's happened. Yasser Arafat is somewhere in Muslim heaven taking a breather in between fucking his 72 virgies and just giving a thumbs up. And David Ben-Gurion is holding his thumb up and they're just going like this and they're playing footsies with their thumbs. I don't know what happens in uh, Jewish heaven. I, I, you guys don't believe in heaven, right? I don't know. You don't know. You're, you're the worst Jew. But you, you showed up for Jew class when the bar mitzvah came, right? Yeah, you're one of those Jews who are like, wait, there's money involved in this one? Yeah, call me a Jew for three days. And then the rest of the time, you know, I'm going to be reading What the What and listening to fucking David Copperfield. What's the guy everyone reads? The spiritual guy? Come on, man. Uh, Come on, Everyone's like, you got to read this guy. Jewish? No, he's not a Jewish. He's like a writer. What are we talking about? Like, have you read David Blaine or whatever his name is? Copeland or something. He's like some spiritualist. He writes books. He's like an Eckhart Tolle type. Uh, uh, come on, he's like a about? he's like a Christian, but like a, a new one. Joel Osteen? No, not Joel Osteen, who I love. I mean, a cr- kid crushes. Do you think Joel Osteen does a late show? Do you think Joel Osteen does a late show like a comedian? Like he does an early show where he's like, there's moms there and stuff, so he cleans it up a little bit. And then at the midnight show, Joel Osteen's like, open your Bible to page 676. Okay, I'm going to need a volunteer, preferably a woman. Okay, we're going to... Fuck the demon out of you, demon be gone. We're going to create a human centipede chain and we're going to fuck the demon out. One, next one, fuck it out. Yeah, demon be gone, demon be gone. And they're like, yo, cuz if you saw fucking Joel Osteen at the eight o'clock show, you got to check out the midnight show. He fucks people on stage, dog. I mean, he talks to devils. I mean, the, the midnight show is uncensored and litty. Yeah, he fucked my sister last night because she doesn't fucking act weird anymore. I'd watch that. Before that, she was doing drugs and listening to Marilyn Manson, and now she turned on fucking, you know. There goes... No, what's the... What was the guy? Come on, man. He kind of tricked us with that song, and then you found out he was Christian rock, and then we hated it. Come on, man. Go, the white guy, they all sing like that raspy voice. On, he had, who's the famous Christian rock band? Come on, man. Oh, Creed. 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 And what was that song? Uh, there goes my hero. No, that's not, that's, that's not the one. <laughs> Can you take me higher? How funny is that? The first time we heard it, we were like, yeah, dog. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, take me higher. And then he gets on and he does his interview and he's like, yeah, I just want to give all my love to Jesus, uh, my wife who I uh, don't cheat on and we've uh, put four Christians into the world and we go to church every Sunday. And we're like, yo, dog, I thought you were talking about doing, doing mushrooms. You're no longer cool. I liked that song until I found out it was Christian rock because that song kind of, that, that song kind of rips. Can you take me higher? 
He tricked us. Dude, we got catfished. We got catfished. We got, we got, you can't, because you can't like a Christian rock song and be lit. You can't be lit and listen to Christian rock at the same time. Christian rock is something you live a lit life and then you turn to Christian rock. Christian rock is something you turn to after real rock has ruined your entire life. So your wife is gone, your child you gave away for gambling money, and everything is gone, and your life's a wreck, and you smoke so much cigarettes, you got a robotic lung, and then that's when you find Jesus. Who the fuck? Here's the deal with Jesus. Okay, let me talk to Christians for a second. Jesus forgives. He forgives. So why the fuck would you not party right up until the very end and then ask for forgiveness? My philosophy. Yeah, why would you not sin? Okay, he's going to love you either way. So why don't you get Liddy, and then when you're ready, be like, I'm so sorry for all that I did, Jesus. And he's like, I forgive you because I'm Jesus and I love you. And you're like, Liddy, and then you're fucking going party in heaven. <laughs> it's like this is the end in heaven. White dudes are funny, aren't they? Liddy, devil horns, every picture, devil horns, devil horns, devil horns. <laughs> Liddy. <laughs> Oh man! So Seth Rogen says, uh, you know, if you did a if you did a bad joke, just change with the times, guy. Um, you know, just like if if you did a joke that doesn't age well, just admit it, and move on. Um, so what do you guys think, Seth Rogen? Um, has Seth Rogen been outside by himself in like ten years? All I do is I follow him on Instagram, and the guy's making fucking ashtrays. This is pottery all day. He does fucking ashtrays every day. These people in Hollywood are so high off adrenochrome. They don't go outside. It's like, I'm supposed to take advice from John Stamos. John Stamos can't walk the street. John Stamos is going, how come, how come I haven't heard, for, I've heard of you? He's like, you're so funny. How come I haven't heard? I don't know if you've noticed, John, but being a white guy is a crime in Hollywood. It's not the 80s anymore, guy. Okay? They see my white face and they go, he's a Republican. <laughs> Even though I'm not. So what do you mean you haven't heard of me? It's not like Hollywood's been knocking down the door to create another white dude movie. Let's make Dudes Where My Car 4 with Giannis Pappas and Mark Norman. <laughs> There's no more Dudes Where's My Car. It's all wokish, you know, brownish, ladyish, transish. You're not going to see just, you know, hey, dude, where's my car? <laughs> Our time is over, as it should be. Uh, Eric nineteen seven 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 wants everyone to know that he'd go down on John Stamos. Uh, Yanni's a prophet. Uh, someone said I'm going to write a show called Whitish. Yeah, <laughs> oh man! So I mean, Seth Seth Rogen has he's just making fucking ashtrays, dog. Here's the thing about his ashtrays too: he's making the same ashtray over and over again. <laughs> You've seen it, right? Yeah. I mean, he's lost his mind. All he does is smoke weed and make fucking ashtrays, okay? So it's like, guy, you got $400 million. You're a movie star from an era that's over, okay? It's like you're making ashtrays all day. You're not really the one who's out there on the front lines doing comedy and stand-up clubs knowing what's... You, you don't got your finger on the pulse, okay, Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day-Lewis is sitting there making boots in Italy, and you're sitting in fucking... Woodland Hills making the same fucking ashtray over and over again. <laughs> Look at all these fucking ashtrays, dude. They're all the same. Yeah. Same color. 
Yeah, and here's the thing. You don't have the talent for it, dog. Because those ashtrays are not that litty. They look like vases. No, he moved on to vases. Oh, he moved on to vases. Because yeah. that's what the world needs, dog. We don't have enough vases. Like, I can't go to fucking Ikea and get 14 vases for $3. I need a fucking vase made by Seth Rogen, my favorite comedic actor. Go back to the... Go, keep going to, keep, go down to the ashtrays. The ashtrays, he makes the same... No, keep scrolling back. Yeah, and he makes them all like that so you can hold it. Yeah, so you hold it there and then you put it in there. So it's like a coffee cup with a, with a cigarette holder. It's very cool. They're very cool, dog. Um, but you know what? Somebody who has the passion to make the same ashtray over and over and over again. And dog, look at his, look at his, his beard. He hasn't been outside. You can't go outside if you're Seth Rogen. Okay. People are going to do, look at this dude, man. I mean, he looks like he's, he just got pulled out of Osama bin Laden's cave. Um, he's just, the thing, I've been noticing that about people when they talk about things, they don't take into account like how insulated they are from the real world, you know? And they don't take a second to think about their opinion may just not be right because they, they don't, ex they've never experienced it. It's like, dude, he was like, you know, he was famous when he was like in his early 20s, right? Uh, the 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, I mean, he just went, he didn't, he just went straight to fame, so. Very funny guy. Very funny guy. But you get a little out of touch when you get a couple mil -o. When you get a couple mil in fame, you get a little out of touch. You know, you don't know what, you, you really don't know what Taco Bell is bringing back. You don't ask Seth Rogen like, hey man, what's Taco Bell bringing back? And what's San Antonio like this type of year? Okay, because this kid goes from the Hamptons to LA to fucking LA and that's it. That's all. He doesn't, you know, maybe Monaco once in a while where him and James Franco, you know, make some girls sign some NDAs. And then he, he does some bad stuff and then he goes and he tweets some hashtag. And then he goes back to making his fucking ashtrays. So um, that's all there is to it. Guys. Um, oh, God, sorry. We're going to end on Epstein. Um, finally, we know for sure that he committed suicide, he killed himself. Uh, the guards were, uh, tried to get to him. They tried to get to his bars, but at the last second, it was too late. In a heroic effort, uh, LaShonda, you see the guards? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, supposedly they, so what'd they do? They, the two guards admitted that they falsified records. Now, here's the deal. I think he could have killed himself. It just could have been that these two guards had the itis and fell asleep. I don't think he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been a lunch break. Like, you ever have a big meal and just fall asleep? You get the itis. Yeah. Now, if you're watching a dude 24 hours a day, at some point, if you eat, you could fall asleep. You know? He wanted to kill himself, I'm sure, right? He was on suicide watch. So it could have just been they fell asleep because, I mean, it, how, how tired are you going to be if you're a prison guard? You're tired. Part of your job is being tired because you're just sitting there. You know, I imagine like doormen and guards are just always, like when they get up, they probably go like, ugh. They probably make noises when they get up. Because like, they, they do. What makes you more tired than sitting for 12 hours straight? You know? It's the most tired you've ever been. 
So these two, and it's hilarious because like, You know that uh, you know that they that they fucked up. They know that they fucked up. <laughs> they probably woke up and they were like, "Oh shit, homeboy killed himself," and they're like, "We got to falsify the records. Let's just write um, camera broke or whatever." What what's their names? Oh, God bless. Tova Noel and Michael Thomas. Tova Noel. That is a name that does not match the picture. If I saw Tova Noel, I would think I would see a five foot six Jewish girl from the Upper East Side. Are you dating Tova? Yeah, I'm dating Tova. Oh, God. Is that Michael Noel's sister? Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas, he looks like a Michael Thomas for sure. Football player, Michael Thomas. Yeah, he looks like Michael Thomas, but Tova Noel does not. Let's, can we pull up Tova for a second? Yeah, that does that. That does not look like a Tova. That looks more like a LaShonda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Mike, these two, they fell asleep or something, um, and they falsified the record. So they're saying, they're admitting that they're falsifying records, but they made a plea bargain. So they, you're saying they could have just made that up to get the plea bargain, yeah. which is true. I believe, I believe Epstein killed himself, um, and that's it. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. I have no evidence for it. Except for the fact that I believe official stories. I believe these they put their two best prison guards on this. And they were watching with Hawkeyes. But everyone's got a blink. And as you know, you know, as you know, Jewish people can be very slippery. They can shapeshift. They can turn invisible. So you try, you try guarding a Jewish guy who's intent on killing himself, knowing that he has the power to cause rainstorms, hailstorms, distractions, and turn himself invisible and reappear. Good luck with that. You know they sat them down and said, okay, you guys are our best guards, but here's the deal. This isn't an ordinary prisoner. This is a guy who can shapeshift and turn invisible. <laughs> These are all jokes. I mean, you know, it, there used to be a day people knew I was joking, right? Guys, thank you for watching. We'd like to give a shout out to our uh, small business sponsors, as always, Eastside Cheesecakes. A couple of you have already told me that you ordered it, and somebody already said it's delicious. Is it not? Go to eastsidecheesecakes.com. They're in Los Angeles. Uh, maybe they'll deliver to you. Who knows? Depends on how high demand gets. So eastsidecheesecakes.com. These people make their own cream cheese, cuz. They, uh, they make, it's like homemade cheesecake and they got all types of flavors. Give me that key lime pie. Uh, you, can, you can follow them at the gram. Go follow them at the gram. Ladies, oh my God, oh my God, ladies. You know, women are so funny. They follow like all those like, you know, sweet, sweet. Uh, they follow like sweet profiles and they just look at them and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, look at that cheesecake. I can't, I can't, I can't. So follow Eastside Cheesecake ladies and just go, I can't, I can't. Uh, Joseph DeMonte, okay, everyone's favorite Italian kid who owns a Mexican restaurant, Blue Agave, one of my favorite, Third Avenue in Bay Ridge. Uh, follow them on the gram, Blue Agave Bay Ridge, all one word. Go enjoy a meal at Blue Agave. Max, Mr. Good Guy Long, of course. You got a problem with your refrigerator in the, C <laughs> in the, in the Palm Springs in Seattle area. You know exactly who to call. If you're someone in Palm Springs or Seattle 
and you got a problem with your refrigerator and you listen to this podcast and you hire any other fucking fridge guy to come fucking fix your fridge, I'm going to come see you in another way and I'm going to put you on big time notice. Max, Mr. Good Guy Long, Good Guys Refrigeration, check them out. Then, of course, uh, we're brought to you by ExclusiveAutoShipping.com. I almost feel like this guy's got too big a company to be a small... Sh- I think I've seen commercials for this, and I need to cancel this guy. Uh, I think he's got a big company. ExclusiveAutoShipping.com. Well, he's screwed in. He's in. So if you need to move your car anywhere in the country, no matter where you're going, you're moving. A lot of people are moving right now. Hit up ExclusiveAutoShipping.com. They're nationwide. Get a free quote. Tell them Log Day sent you. And we're also brought to you, of course, by Rob's Mental Playground. You know the deal. Rob'sMentalPlayground.com. Go to his YouTube, Rob's Mental Playground. Uh, buy a piece of art, print, T-shirt, promote his shit, follow him, comment on his shit, have fun. The kid is wild. He's got a mustache like he's, like he's fisticuffing in the 1930s. We get it, dude. Stop fucking honking. The car alarm. These yeah. cocksuckers. I hate this fucking city. Okay, now for the Patreon names. All right, before we start the Patreon names, I want to give a special shout-out to the Hall of Fame comment, maybe of all time, from Spencer.JD.Art, who says, I play this show to my demented grandma and tell her you're Johnny Carson. (laughs) Okay, patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays. Another thing, I need you guys to go to iTunes, rate and review. Go to Long Days with Giannis Pappas, write a nice review. Give it uh, five stars. Please be proactive and do that. Give us more ratings. It, it, it moves us up, makes us look more attractive to new people. And uh, patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days, all one word for weekly bonus episodes and other content. Become a long hauler. Uh, welcome to the long haul gang. Very disturbed, but slightly chubbed. So, is, so, so I subbed. Very disturbed, but slightly chubbed. So I subbed. Very good to start. Welcome, Kevin, Frank, Adam. I think we did these guys. Yeah, just keep going up. Just keep going up. Yeah, we're Frank's and Beans operation. <laughs> white cis mate, white cis male, but if Yanni P puts the piece in me, I wouldn't feel too bad about it. Yeah, we did these already. Cody Howell, Flossie Skankbank, John, Joseph Garcia. This is a good one. Yas, yas, in my ass, yas. So that is, I hope I got the intonations right. Yas, yas, in my ass, yas. Because the last one was all capped. Then we got Dimitri D, uh, Lil Twink Pig. <laughs> Lil Twink Pig. Uh, uh, Alvin nicely said, alien lives matter. So that's what he means by all ALM. Alien lives matter. Okay. Um, then we got Denise Gomez. Welcome. Chrissy D only has one. Chrissy D only has one good stand-up joke, and it's a story about someone else. Nico, Nico Zitko, Sarah Cook, <laughs> Loco Ono, <laughs> Loco Ono, Loco Ono is probably the Hall of Famer right there. Loco Ono, are you kidding me? Yeah, Loco Ono, Niha Talreha. <laughs> um, I mean that name could be a joke. Niha Tareha. Then we got uh, Nikki P. 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 Then we got Rowan Roland. Welcome. Magic Powers. Welcome. Then we got Jimmy the Fumed Up Cuzzy Wuzzy. Welcome, Jimmy. Then we got Jordy Van Zanen. Welcome. 
Brianna. Hi, Brianna. Welcome. Shane Lynch. Hi. Uh, here we got a long one. Pablo MMA about Chrissy D versus Yanni P. Commentary by Joe Rogan and Timmy D. Ref by Father B. Ring Girls Venetia and TT Jerry Nunez. <laughs> James Roa Jr. Welcome. Jake Goody. Welcome. Seneca's Cock. Welcome. Andrew Parrish. Uh, Cam. Isaac. Habib. Perez, Perez, welcome. Cameron, we pick Yanni's side in the divorce. Okay, Yanni. <laughs> Amanda Robinson, welcome. Uh, Josui Diaz, Jose. I think you meant to say Jose, but you misspelled it, cause because you spelled it J-O-S-U-E Diaz, and there's only one name that comes before Diaz that has a J-O, and that's Jose. Nick Glikas, welcome, you Greek fuck. Oakland Batista, Dangatang Milk. <laughs> Could be a company and he's just screwed in. DD Black Conservative coming to see the woke mob in a different way. Welcome. Steve Doobie, uh, Harry Dorsey or Jerry Dorsey, Tony Weijong Peng, Hinchcliffe. <laughs> funny, very funny. I don't know if you know about the Hinchcliffe thing. Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, uh, Owner, onwer of a catapult. Owner of a catapult. You misspelled uh, owner. I mean, these people are fucking Franks. Onwer of, a, I'm going to read it how he spelt it. Onwer of a catapult, and I'm real close to the border, and I'm going to running low on taters. Try me, Doherty, ladder 14. So that kid was just hammered and joined my Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> he just fucking, and so what I go? Page one, right? Yeah. All right. Free Tony, bro. Poop in a shoe for money. Yana, should I get snipped at 29? <laughs> I mean, the fucking the comment roulette is lit today. Yanni, I hate my job. Sergio and AC inspired me. I'm fucking writing my open mic stuff. Just quit. Hit or miss. Okay. Uh, Sean Paul Schmid. Welcome. Fat fuck who shucks and sucks clams. But make no mistake, my favorite meal is chicken wastatalas. Real good one. Mike Myers, welcome. Evan J, Gavin, Ga uh, Gavin Gates, Chase Mack, Lila, Mitchell, Kacherowski. I mean, you're a Polak. Bad, big time. Mitchell Kacherowski. I hope that's it. Off the Rope Boys. Uh, nobody's listening to your podcast. I hope the Rope Boys. Uh, but if it's your podcast, you're screwed in for getting free plug. Ben Fletcher. I person, Sammy Stacken pseudo clits, aka the swelling cackler, fully charged like Turkish coffee. My bad, Yanni, but make no mistake, you're. And then it cuts off. <laughs> Anthony Cardoza, Cam K, Andy M, welcome. Connor LaRue, welcome. Jonathan Wihai, Jonathan Wheel, Weil, welcome, Jonathan Weil. Then we have Great Shark Hunt. Welcome. Aaron Emery, Chandler Hoskins, Mario Avocado. <laughs> That's your real name. It's funny. Miguel. Welcome, Miguel. The singer Miguel's in here. Uh, then we have uh, Goonfro on Twitch. <laughs> Kid plugged himself. Then we got Carl Nielsen, Nicholas Rivera, Dash Harlan. Holly. Welcome, girl. Adam Tate. Logan Lasky, 
Ben, Derek, I'm keeping the baby. Call me back. <laughs> if you discriminate against Shania Twain one more fucking time, Canada will put you on permanent fucking notice. Permanent. Welcome. <laughs> That's a good one. Luke Smith, Josh, I'm Jewish, and Adolf wasn't wrong about everything LaFond. <laughs> uh, Andhar Schwarma, Vincent, Matthew Allegreza, Joe Powell, Yanni, it's ethno-synology, love the pod, but make no mistake, your eyes are closer together than Kevin Spacey and my 13th birthday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's leaps and heads abound. That's ahead of everything besides the one we have on the list. Then we have Edward, Jim, G, Paul Nam, Joseph, Toderic, Patrick Dunn, B-Boy, Mark Petrorius, James White, Downtown Amber. Wow, okay, Downtown Amber. Kimmy Garciduenas and Eric Nielsen. Welcome all you guys to the long haul crew over at patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. Luma Lamone says, this sounds like a graduation at a special needs school and Yanni is principal. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, what was the first one that I loved? Loco, Loco Ono. Loco Ono has got to be the chicken finger for the win. Very funny. And uh, also that last one was very funny. Deserves a read. Uh, make no mistake, your eyes are closer together than Kevin Spacey on my 13th birthday. So those are good. Um, dang, bro, you're a cute kid. You're cute too, man. Yavar. So patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days to get bonus content, an additional episode every week. Um, and there's other tiers with videos and all types of stuff. But if you want uh, another episode every week, go to patreon.com slash Yanni Longdes. Peace.